because I, I believe that right now I'm not in a season to talk. I'm in a season to work. I'm not in a season of talk. I'm in a season of actions. Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights. Challenge your friends. Level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. Trey, let's start with Mike Breeden, man. Let's what go. an incredible, incredible comeback. That's like one of the best come. And that's probably the best comeback of the year, right? Man, it was great. When uh, watching it live or like in the moment, I felt like we lost one and two, but they were close rounds, but I could feel the momentum of the fight shifting in our favor. So I felt like we were like, like I, I never lost confidence that we were going to win and that we were going to finish him. But when I watched the fight back, I don't necessarily know that we were really losing. You know what I mean? And so, um, but it was an amazing performance. Uh, Mike entered the matrix in round three. Uh, incredible, man. It was one of my favorite moments of my coaching career for sure. And um, the Abu Dhabi crowd just went crazy when he started barking and, and stuff. And it was a great one, man. I think DMX came down from above and just entered into <laughs> my <laughs> rated <laughs> first. <laughs> <laughs> when when yeah, you were watching sure. that from the corner, like what were you saying to him during the fight, or were you just like letting all him kinds of him? stuff? Well, I'm giving a lot of technical advice. You know what I mean? I'm giving technical advice. I'm giving tactical advice. Um, but when he was doing all the shit talking, I was a fan of it. Um, but I was trying to tell him in those moments, hey, keep the pressure on the kid. Like we're we're running out of time. You know what I mean? So. Hold on, hold on one second. Aaron, come get the dogs ASAP, please. So, my dogs are going crazy. Here. Yeah, it's Here's all good. No so, anyways. Um, so, yeah, I was just telling him, hey, stay focused and stay on the kid. Like, um, I knew that every second was precious, and I knew the kid was seconds from being finished. So, we just need to stay on him and stay focused. Yeah, man. It was uh, – man, I was so happy for Mike, man, because he's been through a lot in the past couple of years, man. You know, you know yeah, best. You're his coach. For sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, I think it's great validation for him to get that win in the UFC um, and to to get a knockout and a spectacular performance and a lot of adversity leading up to the fight. So I was very happy for him to get that. And I know he'll be back. And, you know, Marathon MMA, man, it's it says a lot. Let's go when... see the new shirt. Marcel, oh, there you shit. go. Go Let's get it. Go. Where can we buy it? Where can we buy it? Where can we? I can't. It? I don't. I'm not set up for shipping yet, but um, okay. I've gotten enough requests that I may uh, at some point do an online store for our merch because our merch is pretty sweet. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, man, Marathon MMA, man. I've been speaking with uh, the guys that have shifted over to you. It says yes, a lot about you as an individual. Where you know these guys are already in the UFC. And then they go to your gym and you're still an active fighter, man. Like what's the environment? What, what kind of atmosphere are you creating over there? We're a winning atmosphere. I, I try to create an environment of uh, maintaining a winning attitude, no matter what you're facing, not only on the mats, but in life, uh, uh, an environment that is using martial arts as a, a mode for self-improvement, um, using the community there to be supportive and, um, uh, encouraging of one another to clap for each other's wins and to pick each other up in our in our losses on the mat and in life um and uh culture a big part of our culture is to um expect adversity to understand that adversity is the backdrop of life this is what i call desert and that anytime you go from one point in life to try to elevate to anything else you're going to inevitably count encounter adversity in the desert it's the law and we expect it and we expect ourselves to overcome it. So, um, 
you know, and then other than that, we're having fun. You know, I try to create, we train hard. The pace at Marathon is very high. So that's the first thing everybody has to do, no matter what gym they come from. If they show up, the first week is going to crush you. The The volume is high. The training volume is high and the training pace is high. Um, but we have fun and we have fun with it and we and we lean into that and uh, and try to almost get off on the hardship, if if you will. No, no doubt, man. And uh, I don't think we've spoken since the closure of Glory MMA. You know, how did that impact you as an individual? Well, it was crazy. Um, I didn't really see it coming. Um, you know, that was a community that I was pretty involved with. And that uh, community, uh, you know, for like a lot of years, I used to be the jujitsu coach at that gym uh, before I opened my own gym. And so, uh, like the community there, the fight team just scattered. Like they went all sorts of different directions. Um, so that, that was an adjustment. Losing my, uh, coach, James Krause is definitely an adjustment. He's a mentor of mine, a coach of mine, a friend of mine. So having him, uh, pulled, pulled from me in the peak of my career was a major adjustment. And then, um, you know, my coaching career intensified almost immediately. You know, I, I didn't get like a mass exodus from, uh, glory over to marathon but definitely i'm filling that role so um i definitely got some and so uh and that whole thing happened the first the week my uh first born was born so it's just been a a crazy year you know i it's been a crazy year it's been a busy year it's been a hard year it's been a great year and i'm looking forward to closing it right yeah, it seems like it's been a roller coaster year, but yeah, right now you're sitting pretty. Yeah. You're sitting pretty, right? You're sitting pretty. It's going good, man, but I don't take one second of it for granted. You know, I know this game and I know it well, and I know what it takes to thrive and survive in this atmosphere. And I know, uh, I know the deserts that can come, and I'm ready mm-hmm. for all of them. There you go, man. Speaking of desert, November 18th, you know, Let's you go. return around seven months between fights, man. Was that time away planned? No. Uh, I wanted to fight pretty soon after my last fight because I was disappointed in the result of my last fight. I was disappointed in my performance, especially, and all I wanted to do is fix it. And the only way to fix it is actions. So, and I can only, you know, I've been, I've been a much better fighter than the fighter that was in the cage last time. Uh, I believe UFC 287, uh, I've been way better than that for about since about 30 days after that fight and ready to prove it and show it and asking to fight constantly. And I can only I can only fight when they tell me to at this point, you know, so I can only go fix it when they let me. So I'm glad we have an opportunity now. Um, I've not wasted one second of the seven months. I've done nothing but get way better, train way harder, been way more focused, uh, pour into my team, make the training environment around me a lot, a lot denser. And uh, I'm feeling pretty good going into this one. Yeah, in that last fight, man, can you give us some insight into into that performance? Was it just not being able to get into the groove, and or was it the game planning? What yeah, was know. what was going on? I I mean, I'm not gonna sit around and make any excuses. I didn't execute what I need to execute. I'm fully capable of beating him. I know I know the road to victory there, and um, I didn't execute it. But um, you know, some insight into it is I took a fight on like two weeks notice to fight Manuel Torres and San Antonio. And I went to that fight week and um, I made weight. And then uh, Torres went to the hospital, like in the middle of the weight cut. So um, I got off the scale and was offered the Bahamondes fight 
for two weekends later. So I went home. So I had to rehydrate and then go home for a week and like do like another week of fight camp and then come back out and cut weight again. And honestly, like by the time, like I was like, I was just kind of tired of fight week. I, I basically lived in fight week for three weeks, cut weight twice. Uh, and Bahamundas is just a completely different fighter. Um, I took both those opponents. I accepted both those opponents on almost no notice. Um, so that's, you know, that from an energy standpoint, I feel like that took a, like a little bit more mental energy out of me. It was my first fight making an adjustment, not having my head coach with me any longer. Um, and then like, <clears throat> I feel like I like, the rounds have never gone so fast. Like normally, like you look at the clock and you're like two minutes and I go, like, oh, shit, I'm a little tired, you know, two minutes left. But like, I would look at the clock thinking we were like a minute and a half into the round and be like 30 seconds left in the round. And so I think I just waited way too long to pull the trigger and I've gotten a lot more comfortable in striking and a lot more comfortable in the cage. And I think that that made me perceive time a little faster uh, or a little slower. So like time just zipped by. So the rounds were just like, gone so like when the fight was over I was just kind of like damn I just feel like I feel like I just got warmed up I feel like I was like starting to really make my reads and starting to really like keep track of what he was doing and um he's very sophisticated in his striking very sophisticated in his setups fights from both stance has one set of patterns from one stance one set of patterns and another stance switches stances every five seconds um and I was keeping track of it well and like as the fight was going I was like finding him more and more and more and uh then the moment was just over and I was like wow like I don't really feel like he beat me up or did anything great himself I don't really feel like I got to do what I set out to do as well so it was just a really unsatisfied feeling hopefully this this matchup stays together man Nicholas Moda how do you feel about his style of fighting well, like, I don't want to sound arrogant or disrespectful or anything, but obviously, like, he is the least sophisticated dude I've fought in a long time. Um, so I would say Okanovich, JJ Okanovich is probably a tougher fight than Nick Moda. He has more weapons. He has more shit to do. And even he was levels, levels below me. I don't see how Mota can beat me. Like, I just don't. He doesn't have the weapons. He doesn't have the tools. He doesn't have the physicality. He doesn't have the pace. I think he's going to struggle hard here. I have I have a lot better everything than him. I'm a lot more physical than him, and I can fight at a ridiculous pace right now. So, so I don't see it going well for him at all. <laughs> but talk is and, cheap, right? And I yeah. and you know that's the thing is like in this season, like um, I told myself I wasn't going to do interviews for this fight. I would just talk after the fight. But every every interviewer that they sent me is someone I like. So I wanted to talk to you guys. Um, so. Uh, because I, I believe that right now I'm not in a season to talk. I'm in a season to work. I'm not in a season of talk. I'm in a season of actions. Um, so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go fix this one with actions. I feel you. And, you know, you've, you've taken on this coaching role. Your coaching role has magnified tremendously. Now you're the fighter. Who takes the coaching role for you? Well, you know, I have, I'll bring my fighters with me, but, um, right now I am just, the head coach I don't necessarily have like I'll have Stephen Graham as my head corner you know the whole fight team has come around me um but obviously I'm the coach you know that's my role and um I don't I haven't brought in like outside coaches or anything like that um I'm trying to develop and build our coaches at, at the team so um but you know like I've had 10 years I was I had a close 10 years with my coach and so 
I, I, I still have his voice in my head. I still know what he would say about every situation, position, technique, tactic, strategy, matchup, everything. So um, I'm very grateful to have had the time I had with a very high-level coach. I learned a tremendous amount about fighting, martial arts, life, business, everything uh, in between. And um, and now it's my time to lead. You know, I'm, I'm a frontline wartime general, and it just is what it is. Your last fight... I think when people watch this interview, they'll understand like what went on. You know what I mean? Some people just see the fight and say, oh, this is how he looks. This is how he is now. You know what I mean? But yeah. you mentioned in the three week span, you cut weight twice. You know, you were in a fight week for three. Nobody wants to be in a fight week for three weeks. Man. It's a, it's a long three weeks, but I don't want to make any excuses because yeah, I yeah. was fully capable of getting it done that night. And I just I just didn't pull the trigger. Mm. But, um, you know, all three of my UFC fights have looked like kickboxing point point fights and uh, that's not who i am that's not how i how i fight and so um i hope that everyone including my opponent thinks that that's who's going to show up because i'm going to get back to doing what i do right and if you've seen any of my regional fights or followed my regional career or even just my fight that got me signed to the ufc uh you know what i'm capable of and i'm much better version of myself than i was even then way better i'm way better than i was when i fought okanovich and um so that's that's who I want to show. You know, I don't know how many fights I'll get to fight left. I could this could be my last. Anyone could be my last one at this point. Um, my career after fighting is already set up, um, but I'm I feel like I'm in my prime. So maybe I fight ten more times. I really have no idea. But um, should this be the last fight, I want to make sure that everyone knows who I was and what I was about. And I will make that's sure a, that happens this time. That's a dangerous uh, mentality, right? Like for your opponents, because every fight is like you're gonna. It could be your last, man. That's fighters, man. In that position, they they yeah. show they show out. Well, sometimes two people start having one foot in the door and one foot out the door, and that's a dangerous position to be in as well. I'm not in that position. I'm on the mats all day, every day. I my my mind is in the game. I will make a full career till the day I die out of MMA and, and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I don't feel like I'm done competing, but I have no idea. At this point, I don't have a plan anymore. You know, I'm just like doing. So um, I think that I'm in a very good place because I'm, I don't really, I'm free from attachment of the results. I don't need the money from fighting. You know, I would like it, but um, I'm good to go either way. And uh, I'm, I'm one fight away from being fulfilled with what I've done. And from there, you know, my motives will just be to to exercise my warrior spirit and uh, make a little extra money, you know. All right. One last thing, man. USADA. Do you think they did a good job? I'm not necessarily dissatisfied with USADA. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't really, I mean, it seemed okay for me. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I would say yes, but I don't know all the behind the scenes stuff, you know what I mean? But one thing that is interesting to me about the switch in drug testing is that with USADA, at least it felt like we were all under the same set of rules. And, uh, you know, anyone who follows the sport for a while knows that the UFC kind of has two classes of fighters. They got like this gladiator class, which I would put myself in, it fights for everything, you know? And then they have this like celebrity class. And these are the people that they're building, like a Conor McGregor, for example. And so I, my understanding of the new program is that uh, we'll have the exact same testing. It'll go to the same lab. It'll be tested the same. The rules will be the same, except the a UFC employee will interpret the results. 
or whatever. You know what I mean? This is like my understanding is like they'll decide what the punishment is or if you're guilty or not to where that was USADA. So now Drugs for International, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure because that this is how it's going to go. Drugs for International will collect the samples. They will take them to the lab in Salt Lake City, the water lab, and they will be tested. But Drugs for International will not interpret the results and they will not hand out the punishments. Which makes me think that there's going to be some room for like if Conor McGregor tests above a limit of something, but UFC is going to make a freaking ton of money in this Conor McGregor pay-per-view that maybe Conor McGregor gets to live under some different rules than the rest of us. And that to me just is what it is. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. Uh, I know the game we're playing. We all know the game we're playing. This is a game of combat. Sometimes combat's nasty. So it is what it is. Yeah, we'll we won't know until next year, I guess, exactly what. But, what's but listen, happen. man, if you're fighting Conor McGregor, you have a great payday too. And if they call you and they're like, Conor McGregor tested hot for testosterone, do you want to cancel the fight? You yourself would be like, fuck no, I'll fight that dude on testosterone. Let's cash this check. So you know, I don't think that this is something that's going to impact me or my guys for a long time. We're all fighting all the normal guys, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it'll probably be business as usual for us. November 18th, UFC Fight Night, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Trey, thank you so much, man, for taking the time and uh, all the best Appreciate with it. your gym, with your career. And I saw that thank you me. bought a new house. It looks very nice yes, in the background. Thank you so much. Yes. Man. Thank you, brother. Good talking to you uh, again and good talking to you as usual. <laughs>